Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson. Hey y'all, we uh, we just got back from the Guatemala trip. Oh my gosh, it was it was this morning. We got back to the church here like two fifteen a.m. and we ran home and slept a little, and then got up again and. That was, a, that was what we call a heck a day yesterday. It was like the first day and the last day of the mission trip, our heck a days were like, we got up at 3 a.m. and we got home at 2.15 a.m. So that's like not a lot of sleep. I mean, you try to sleep on the airplane and then you start drooling on the person next to you. It's just nasty. Know, yeah. They don't like it. So yeah, it's just weird. you can't sleep well, you know, especially if you snore oh. or if you're one of these people. I've seen, yeah, I saw. And everybody of those. takes. I'm one of those. Oh, I, yeah. do, I do the like, uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody. Yeah, but the worst is when they don't have the neck pillow, so they're falling. Yeah, they're on falling you. over. Uh, you. Anyway, good. so, but yeah, so mission trips are crazy, fantastic, and all that. And um, how many of the team are here tonight? Put your hand up. That went. Everybody yeah. clap for them. They Woo! deserve. It. Yeah. I need everybody in closer. Like everybody back there, slide. Everybody like. <laughs> Gather, because this is going to be fun. We're doing family time tonight. You know, it's Ooh, exciting. Family so, time. It's family time. Waiting for Josh. Wait He's for bringing Josh. the fireplace. He's no, I'm kidding. Um, Family meeting. <laughs> anyway, so we do want to talk to you a little bit, share a little bit about the trip itself. So we didn't really have time to put together a plan because we got back at 2 o'clock this morning. So we're going to do this real off the cuff, very mission style. Like, we don't have a plan. Very. But it's about to be great. That's the that's the motto of missions. The way it goes. Okay? We don't exactly know what we're gonna do, but it's about to be amazing. Be good. Because sure. it really does happen like that. It's so oh, great. Yeah. So, um, but first off, I do. I want to like address this on a broad stroke thing. If you're sitting here going like, "Well, I didn't go. Whatever. I kind of don't care." That's okay. But the reality is like, I would say that this is very much like our fall retreats, like uh, like the like the summer. Uh, beach trip. It's like these are not what identify who you are. These are just part of things that you've done. And Airborne is a place where we create opportunities for you to experience what normal life ought to look like. So going to Guatemala and doing a mission trip isn't uh, in and out. They did and we didn't. It's just an opportunity to go and show you what this looks like. But this is like every day. And certainly if you went to Guatemala, I hope you didn't come home going, God, I'm glad missions are over. Like, that would be a problem if you're like, good, I did missions. Now I'm done. Like, that's the whole purpose and point of our life is to be in constant living in this place. of I'm looking for opportunities to minister, places and people that need to know the love of God. So this applies to everybody. Am I right? You're right. Would you agree, Ethan? Yeah. Yeah. What, what you else? go on a missions trip every day. Let's put it that way. That, you're, that's right. Life is Look a mission trip. So Ooh. anyway. Say something very Josh-like right now, since you're filling in. Just, um, <laughs> is that is that gonna? <laughs> Come on, do it, do something, it. Something Josh. Honoring. You know, Sarah's looking at me yeah. right there, so I'm not feeling too safe. Do it. She'll love it. She'll think it's hilarious. Amen and stuff. Is that yeah. good? Amen and stuff. That's one. That's one. Give us another, another Joshy one. B-ball. <laughs> Oh, fuzzy lines, fuzzy lines. Yeah. Bumblebee defense. Bumble yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they know. There it is. There we go. So we got some Josh-isms in the, in the house. We got some Josh-isms. So, 
Anyway, so we want to do this. I really, where is Josh? I don't. Here, I'm not like. Yeah. <laughs> he just took off. Whatever. Oh, he got called oh, upstairs. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're going to just proceed without him for the time being. But here's how we're going to do this, I Airborne team, who have no idea what's about to come. I want you all thinking about testimonies throughout the week, like big God moments that, that are, like, locked in your brain, okay? And running down the sand channel was not a God thing. <laughs> that was just cool. If you didn't get severely hurt, it's okay, a God thing. Okay, right. It, it might be a God thing if you didn't get any scratches, but... Like, I want you to understand what we're looking for. We're going to walk through the week day by day, okay? And then what I want is not a recap of the day, but a recap of what God did. Can I go with that? Like, and I might give a little bit of details about where we were, that kind of stuff, but that's how I want to roll this thing. So um, let's roll it. So Saturday was a heck of a day, and we, we actually met here at the church at midnight, and left here at 2 o'clock in the morning to drive to D.C. to get on an airplane. And we got on an airplane and we flew. And then it was delayed. And we saw our bags, uh, some of our bags, out the window of the airplane. And they left with Sitting the on the thing. We're like, and Wait, we told them, we're like, he's here. those are our bags. Yeah, Josh. Give it up for Josh. So, anyway, so we sat there. And it took like two hours for them to figure out what bags belonged on the plane. And they didn't get it right. So those three bags stayed on the runway, which was so sad. But we ended up getting in there to Guatemala, got in our hotel, had a prayer time that night, right? We gathered, or did we not? We were too tired. We went to bed. Shoot, I, don't, I forget the deets already. Anyway, we just prepped for the week, and then Sunday. So we'll start with Sunday. I want to have, like, maybe one or two share something, and don't plan on sharing for every single day. Got it? Got it? So if you have, like, your two hot top highlights, but if we don't get anybody, you're going to need to jump and help us out, okay? So Sunday morning, Casa de Dios, we went to a church that is, like, 13,000 seats, and we actually got a VIP backstage pass with the senior pastor, and, like, they do two services, 13,000 people, 3,000 volunteers on a Sunday morning at this church, and we just got to go and be there, and we all went up for ministry time afterwards. We just got ministered to on a mission trip. It was phenomenal. Anybody have testimonies out of that? Jalen, get up here. Quick. This is like fast and furious. Okay, so go. Um, after like some of our guys wanted to go for prayer, and I wasn't going to go, and then I did. And one of the intercessors there started praying for me in Spanish. And she said that. She knows Spanish, so it wasn't yeah. a problem. But <laughs> just so you know. um, she said that there are people in your family that still aren't saved. And immediately I started crying because. It was the truth. And she said that they're going to come. They just need to be healed first. And then she said that God was going to start providing finances. Little did I know that the Saturday that we left, my mom got our new car. So, Boom. That is so awesome. cool. I like that. Anybody else got big stuff from the Sunday at Casa Dios? God stuff? What happened? Come on. Anybody? No? Come on. I know a bunch of you got blazed. That was craziness. Ethan, you got one of these? He's, come on. he's probably got one for every day, but. I know. Yeah. You want to save it? There were a lot of really good words. Josh and I both got words. Yeah. Apparently, I'm going to have five kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They said it. So. They said that. You're they, ready, baby. <laughs> she, was, she was praying for both Josh and I at the same time. She says, I just see your family growing. And I was like, we're done. No, okay. <laughs> Josh, that's your word. So, anyway. But, uh, right, Marcy? <laughs> we're we got four amazing kids. Oh, we are. Daniel. 
We are settled, but maybe we'll adopt. I don't know. Maybe that's what it meant. Nate's got something. All right. So I also didn't want to, like, I didn't care to get prayed for, but then I just went and I was just like, God, give me something cool. And then this guy comes up to me and was like, I feel like you're going to go to Europe. He says, he said he was like, I feel like you'll, you'll ha- go to, go on a mission trip there and then you'll move there and every word you'll say will impact the people there. So that was pretty cool. Dang, that's wow. sweet. Come on. Wow. Come on. That's good. So that's sweet. And then so we'll just move on. Sunday evening, we actually went to play soccer at these soccer fields, like formal deal. That was awesome. We got our own jerseys, airborne jerseys. Oh, we got pictures. Yeah, we got pictures. So we got a sponsor and everything. They paid money for our jerseys and got their name, international publicity for for What is Ben doing there? That doesn't look like soccer, huh? That is soccer. Anyway. I'm just old and it looks funny. What about the Karate Kid? <laughs> All right. If you were six four, you'd understand why it's hard to do things. All right. Um, it's not gracious or graceful. That's the word. Um, oh yeah. So we went and played soccer. We were joined by some uh, Guatemalans that Edgar knew, and we just had a we had some fun games that we played within our that's own group. Not soccer. And then soccer. we had a pretty intense, serious game in the pouring rain. See, they're not even going to listen. Too many pictures, Lynn. So, anyway. I know, right? Yeah, we will have a video out before long with all the highlights and all that cra- all that crazy stuff. But um, all that crap. All that stuff. Anyway, so, but yeah, I, I knew if you had lots of pictures, you'd all get distracted like crazy. But we had a really great soccer game. Had a chance to hang out with some guys that were really good and. They kind of made us look like idiots. Um, yeah, we lost. We lost. We you know. hard, though. So, not everyone. They took a couple of our squad over to their team that cheated. So, anyway. So, it was good. And we played in, like, the pouring rain, which made it awesome. And, you know, it was good. But um, Monday, we went to a school. Oh, yeah, you just heard all the hearts jump a beat. We went to a school where about, I don't know, somewhere 120-ish kids go. Every day, it's kind of like a daycare program. Go, Josh, yeah. go. So in uh, Guatemala, they have zones. And um, some zones that are really, really, really bad, they call them red zones. And uh, this was a red zone. And we went there in the morning for this reason. I just want to set the stage, that what we walked into. All the gang members were probably sleeping because they partied That's so why we went in the morning. So, And these kids live in the neighborhood, and they, they walk to school. So I'm just setting the stage of where we went to, what the kids are like, so... Go ahead. It was safe, though. And we had two armed guards with shotguns. Yeah. Just, they were hanging with us. Yeah. Nice. Did did one of them asked one of our leaders out, right? Who was it? I forget. Whoa, I did not hear about that. Who got hit on by the armed guard? Caritza got totally asked out by the armed guard. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. He's like, will you go out with me? (laughs) What do I say? You know? Anyway, so, um, Yeah. So we went to the school, and we did like a VBS, Vacation Bible School Kids Camp type thing with them, uh, testimonies. I have one for sure, but is there others? Who wants to share what God did? Cameron, come on. Um, so I was in the song and uh, dance group that we did, because we did little session things. And um, just one of the things that I noticed is that, like, when at the end when we were finished with the songs, we prayed for all the kids. 
and like just how open and receptive they were to the mm-hmm. prayers. Like it wasn't like they were looking around trying to figure out something else to do. Like they were just really open to just getting prayed for and getting loved on by us and by God. So I thought that was really. Do nice. we have any pics of that? You can put a couple pics up. I don't want to. C- I know I, yeah, just not like 30 of one scene because we lose everybody then. But anyway, a couple of shots of, oh, oh. your fat likes Daddy. hugs. So if you need a hug, find your fat. Anyway, or Katie. Anyway, we, this, oh my goodness, it was amazing. So, um, yeah, so my testimony was in the same group where Cameron was with the songs and stories deal and. It was totally crazy because we were jumping around trying to get these kids dancing because at first they're like, you know, we put on like Spanish, like worship type music, like, uh, what is it? Young and Free, Planet Shakers, all that stuff, all in Spanish. And we're getting them all dancing just to kind of loosen it up and have a good time. And these kids are jumping around and dancing. We're doing conga lines and whatever we could do to get them involved, you know. And this one kid all of a sudden pulls off over the side and is like, eh, like he was like totally you guys all saw him and it like and he starts he sat down on a chair in the corner and he's like spitting phlegm on the ground and he's like and i looked up at the teacher because i'm like i don't know spanish i don't know what to ask him you know i look up at the teacher and she comes walking over and she goes yeah it's like you know she said mal like real like bad throat or something like that so she came over and started like patting him on the back and i just was like well shoot and i put my hand on his head and i was like just heal him in jesus name and literally in that fast of a second he exploded off the chair and just and just started dancing with like he didn't even look at me he didn't like stop to go like what just happened it was just like and he like no sign it was un i was going like whoa cool like unreal it was that fast that i spoke like and it he just like straight up burst like my hand went up and he i look i opened my eyes and he's like went bouncing off i was like all right so that was insane i was excited about that one so um yeah, so we did a bunch of that, and then, Katie, where are you at? Talk about praying for the teachers. You're good at that part, because that, that was your jam right there. What? Yeah, come up. This is all really good. We didn't really plan on ministering to the teachers at the school. We figured we'd go and love on kids for the day, but, man, Katie, tell us about that part. So early, like early on in the morning, I was talking with one of the teachers, and Yafet was translating, but she just she communicated to us that, like we came at the perfect time and after that the Lord just really put it on my heart so I you know approached Ben and asked if we could pull all the teachers aside before the day was over to pray for them and it was just this really really cool outpouring of the spirit really like we just I mean I opened my mouth and just started bawling (laughs) but it was cool because um just like the Lord just spoke to them and I mean the the teachers were all just weeping and one of the things is like being a red zone, a lot of them are making sacrifices to be there. Like, they're not making bank (laughs) being a teacher there, but they're being there as, like, a ministry and, like, pouring into these kids' lives. And, I mean, so many of us that prayed just got really cool words for these teachers. And and then all the guys prayed for the director or the pastor. Yeah, the the leader of the school. So the guys all had, like, a really powerful prayer time with him, too. That was really, really, it was just a really cool moment, I think, for everybody who was in that room. Yeah, come on. So, cool. Um, so, yeah, Tuesday that was night. Monday night. Monday did, night. What did we do Monday night? Oh, Monday night. Oh, that right. was. Whoa. <sighs> we connected with a guy named Carlos Galinda. Tyler. Garlindo, sorry. 
And he has, like, the most insane testimony of being, like, growing up as a teenager in Guatemala, went into the whole drug scene, alcoholic, by, like, what, 12, 13 years old. He was an alcoholic, drug addict. Um, and he just got wrecked. He had these crazy old Christian guys that kept approaching his life, going, like, God has a call for your life. God has a call for your life. He tried to kill himself a number of times. It didn't work out because God had a call for his life. Um, all this stuff, and he came and just shared at our hotel. We had dinner, and we served his team that they, they do the ministry in the dumps to the kids. Like, they reach out every day and feed kids, and they do all this amazing stuff. His team are all volunteers that do this in the dumps just because, and they really love them. And so we got to serve them dinner and bless them, and Carlos shared his testimony, and we got floored. Yeah? yeah. Floored. Like, yeah. most of us were on the floor. Like, his testimony was so ridiculous and powerful, and he had such an encouraging word for our group. And um, it, was, it was wild to me to go, like, oh, my gosh, Sunday and Monday of our mission trip, like, we got ministered to so deeply. It was incredible that, like, God was not just, like, us bringing, but God was just, like, I'm going to unload on you, too. So it was cool to really receive from the people there as we went. But testimonies from that night, does anybody have? We don't have to take a ton of time on that one. Yeah. What? I thought it was a baby girl. I didn't think it was a baby boy. <laughs> what is happening? No, he said he cried like a baby boy. Oh, cried like a baby boy. I did boy. too. I, I, yeah, it was. I had the connector. It was like. <laughs> when your snot touches the floor. And, you know, <laughs> there's, there's one. All right, I, come. I wasn't the only one with a connector. There were a few. That's right. It almost hits the floor and you take it back up. <laughs> oh my gosh we're not going to be too serious about this this is just awesome all right first thing um i know you didn't say this but um carlos he feed he fed he feeds six thousand meals a month six thousand meals a month he has no job it's all donations and people like his heart is all for the kids just i think that's something that just to impact is what impacted me from one of the things that he said that night and I was just crying all night long, and I, was, I think I was, like, the last one he prayed for because I was, like, in the corner. I'm like, no, God, if you want to talk to me, just have him come find me. I was being very stubborn. I don't know why, but he, at the end, he came to me, and he prayed for me, and he pretty much, like, throughout my life, I've been given, like, the same prophetic word over and over again from many people, and there's things that I haven't heard in 10 years that have been prophesied over my life, and I was like, God, if you have a special call for my life on this area of my life to go to the nations. Have him come and tell me the same exact thing that I haven't heard in 10 years. And he came and he told me the same exact thing I haven't heard in 10 years. So that was pretty cool. And it's awesome. I'm just like still. Yeah. So amazing. So, yeah. So Carlos was a real treat for sure. And, yeah. yeah. And I think most of the testimonies from that are deeply personal for each of us. Like, oh, wow. I just got blazed and just refreshed in the spirit, I think, for everybody. So that was really good. Tuesday morning, we went to... You guys went to the dumps? We went to the dumps, and we went pretty... I mean, it was pretty much down in almost the worst zone of the dumps community that is not actually in the garbage dump, but they live off the garbage dump. Most Like all the people that live right outside the dump scavenge all their food, all of, like, they'll pull wires, they'll pull fabric, they'll pull anything that they can recycle to pay bills. 
they build their houses out of whatever they find in the dump, and it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy down in there. But these ha we had a hundred and did we have a hundred kids, hundred and twenty kids that day, a hundred kids that showed up that morning. We did a VBS like in this kind of a park on a hill in a um, in a really sketchy area of the city that was not dangerous. But again, we had armed guards just in case anything crazy had happened. But um, testimonies from that day, anybody? This will be the first one. Go, Jaylin. If you're, no one else is going to jump, we'll do it. Okay, so um, a group of us went to the girls' home, and that's the next out. one. Okay, stand right there, Josh. Okay. Set the stage, so then Jaylin. Don't sit down. Don't two sit down. Groups on uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, a larger group went with Ben to the the dumps, and then a smaller group, which was a bunch of girls and Josh <laughs> and Leona. I guess she's a girl too. We all we went. <laughs> She's Good a job. Baby. She's a baby. Okay. And um, there are we got home at 2 a.m. All right. Just d our brains okay. are. Yeah, mine oh. is. I have jet lag. Two hours. <laughs> no, you don't. Move on. So, so um, anyway, it's a, it's a home for girls who were sexually abused. And it's, it's Guatemala's, like, social services system. And there were about 25 girls. And our girls came, and they opened their hearts so wide. It was so powerful. I don't want to say anything you're going to say, though, so go ahead. So when we walked in immediately, like, my heart just was, like, impacted. And, like, like my face started, like, getting tense, and I was going to cry, but I was like, hold it together. We haven't even done anything yet. And just <laughs> the way – oh, try not to cry now. Um, the way – like, the way the girls were just so um, – very joyful and just embracing after everything they've been through just made me take a look back on my life but anyway I we did worship and we did everything and I think it was after worship we started praying and I prayed for these three girls and then I moved on and I came back to the exact three girls that I prayed for in the beginning and each of them just started crying and it was just each a tender moment just sitting with them and tearing with them crying too and this one girl she asked me because I could just discern it was she was hurt by her father and she asked me how did you do it and it was almost like she knew. And I told her, like, I understand what it feels like to be hurt by the man that's supposed to love you. And the pain that you feel is not easy and it's terrible. And the forgiveness process isn't something that happens overnight. It takes time. There's anger in it and there's tears. But that's the beauty of it when you come through it and you get to look back at it 10 years from now. And so I said, right now you're in the moment where you're so angry and how does he deserve forgiveness? But when you're looking back a few years later, you're going to realize that that forgiveness, is, it was for you, and it set you free. So to have that moment with her was very amazing. It was so powerful. Um, Abby, can you give your little testimony about your thing? This is crazy. Listen to this. Okay, so before the trip, I was praying, and I was like, God, so what would you want me to give to, like, whoever on the trip in Guatemala? And... I got, um, well, I did these watercolor paintings, and I got the name Isabella, and I felt, I was praying about it, and I was saying, God, what do you want me to write for this? And I wrote, like, a personal note on it, and then Crystal translated it for me, and um, it was, I think it was, like, protection for her and her family, or I can't remember what else was on it, but something along that line, and um, when I walked into the girls' home, like, one of the first people I met was named Isabella. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, this is great. And then I gave it to her, and I got to pray for her. And it was really powerful and really encouraging to know that, like, yeah, God has a plan for this, and that this is 
you for all you did. So yeah, that was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, for me, this was, uh, it was my highlight of the trip. It was the most powerful ministry. I think every single girl was bawling. Um, and our girls were all holding them and just loving them. It was so beautiful. So, Yeah, so they decorated Bible covers. Yeah. They had prophetic bookmarks with, like, verses on them, like we do at our women's conference that we took for the girls, and, prophet like, letters that we wrote ahead of time. And so it was, like, they painted nails together, we which we found out was, like, huge because at first they we like got out nail polish and the girls were like you guys got out they the girls were like we're not I allowed not to do, do that they're not allowed to do that at the home because they're not allowed to have like substances they could smell like sniff and that because there's drug issues and stuff in some of their past so um yadira went and talked to the director and said hey could we do this and they got permission on the basis of as long as they take the leftover like bottles with them and not leave them with the girls um for that kind of stuff but like so they got to do that. Yadira was saying it was like, so yeah. talk about that, because you said that was pretty. I don't know what to say about girls' nails. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, there you go. Cameron will share. Okay. Um, like, you know, like us girls, like when we like do our nails, we don't really think of it. It's just like, oh, this is kind of fun and stuff. But when we took out the nail polish, they it, it was literally like they, they'd seen a celebrity. Like they got so excited. They were like, oh, my goodness, nail polish. And, like, they, like, immediately, like, before we even got a chance to, like, sit down and get situated, like, there were, like, ten girls that rushed up to me and, like, got in line. And they were, like, throughout the process, they were, like, just talking and smiling and just, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe my nails are going to be pink. And then <laughs> they just, they, they were they were just, like, so happy, just, like, stuff that, like, we would just, like, not even think about really, like, oh, we do this every day when my nails get kind of, you know, like, I just paint them. But this is something that they didn't get to do for, like, like a long time. So it's just something that they really appreciated. And they painted your nails, too. Is that right? They returned the favor and painted your nails, too. So. Aww. It was great. Josh, you had such an eloquent thing to say about that when we were talking. Did I? Yeah. I can't remember what it was. That's why I wanted you to share it. You had lots remember. to say about girls' nail polish. Uh, I can't relate. <laughs> anyway. So. Anyway. Um. So that was beautiful, the, the ministry VBS thing uh, down in the garbage dump. Was, it was so much fun to connect with them because that all really led us up to the relational connect for Wednesday. Wednesday. See, all the hearts go, ah. And on Wednesday, we had the cool opportunity to take 100 little kids that live in these dumps communities to the zoo for the day. Oh, yeah. So... Every one of our team was assigned with two little, amazing, gorgeous, cute, and energetic kids that we got to love on the whole day long. So you're going to see some pictures of everybody with their little buddies. So, oh yeah. So, anyway. So we did that for the day. Uh, testimonies. Andrea was, like, bouncing off the floor to share. And Kayla, come up here, too. All right, we'll take turns. Okay, so while we were there, I was with, like, two older kids, and, like, they were constantly, like, they had, they obviously take took care of their younger siblings, because each, like, everywhere we, we would go, they would be like, Does, is my, like, is my sibling okay, or, like, did they get fed, all that, so I just, like, that impacted me, and then when we were, like, um, we were about to leave, and we were, like, eating our food, like, we didn't get our food, like, we gave them food first, and they just saw me, like, without food, and they were like, just like, do you want some food, do you want some food, like, they were asking, even though they didn't have any, they would still ask me, and then some of them would, like, pack their stuff and put it in their, like, bags to take home to their parents, and, like, 
to their family and I just like that just like impacted yeah. me like a lot like seeing how yeah. even though they didn't have like a lot and they didn't eat so much they still like gave it away to their family so yeah. and I they were like it was a kids portion lunch so it was like a happy meal yeah. Yeah. so they were eating like a little chicken wing with like a small thing of fries yeah, so they'd eat three fries and, and take a bite of chicken and put the rest in the bag. And they give it to their family. It was I yeah. just thought it was so cute. I oh, okay. It impacted me so much. Yeah. Okay, so on the day at the zoo, I had a wild child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put your hand up if you had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I also had another child who was not with wild. Lenny. <laughs> so um, the one kid, he kept running away from me the whole time, and like, while we were at the zoo, like, since she was just so excited and she wanted to go around and look at stuff. So, like, I was walking to some other people, and they had some kids which were older than my kids. So, mine were both really young kids. So, um, and she kept running away, yet I just thought this was really cool because uh, even though they weren't related to that girl, they would come and help me and help me get her back to me, even though, like, I couldn't understand them or there was, like, d differences. Like, just did it and I was thought it was really cool. Also another thing is how I thought it was really cool was their excitement when they saw like the tiniest things. Like they mm -hmm. got so excited when they saw fish. They're like it's a fish, it's fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just powerful. That's so awesome. So most of these kids had never been more than like four or five blocks from their home. So this was a big deal. You got something, Ethan? Yeah. Dude and this seriously, this was like one of the best zoos I have ever been to in my life. I it was like ridiculous. So like I had this crazy kid named Joseph or Joseph, and we walked by the fountain that spurts out of the ground. Oh my goodness! You would have thought Splash it was pack. Christmas. They went berserk. They ran for twenty minutes. When I told him we had to leave, he was upset, but he gave me the biggest wet hug ever. And it was like literally, I take like running through a fountain as a kid is like, it just happens. But to them, they'll remember that like forever. So that just really hit me. It was, yeah. Trenton, you got one, too? This was a big day. This was like everybody fell in love with two Guatemalan children this day. It was like, so, oh, so my goodness. I had, I had four because they were all siblings, and, like, they didn't want to leave each other. And I had little Joseph, and I had little Jonathan. And every time, like, one of them would run away, they would, like, the sibling would, like, Aki, Aki, come here, come back. Like, come back. You come back to me now. And... I want to, like, bounce off of that. Like, the fountain thing, they just, like, ran around. And I had uh, Jason with me, and Jason actually decided to run around in the fountain as well with them. And so, you know, I had to get on the action, so I started running in the fountain with them. And, and like, it's, it's just the small things. Like, as soon as, like, we went out to, like, get lunch and everything like that, the first thing they saw is a park. So, like, I lost them instantly. A like, playground. I, I, I didn't know where they went. Like, just... They just kind of, like, bolted towards the playground, and they started having so much fun. Like, I, I climbed up this temple thing, and the guard said, get down. But, uh, like, <laughs> but like these kids were our Just one of the kids. No, oh. it was me. It was me. Yeah. It was yeah. Me. yeah. No, but um, I'll never forget, like, what, what little Jonathan said to me. He was like, he was like, I never got to experience one of these before. And, like, that was, like, really, yeah. really, like, awesome that we got to do that for them and yeah. um, I'm really proud of him so I'm really like happy that we got to do that for them yeah, that so cool. yeah that was super powerful that's awesome uh, and how many of you again appreciate your parents more after chasing two kids through a zoo for a day 
Yes. Your mamas have done that for years. And anyway, so. So I had this little boy named Alejandro, and he started out, like, really shy throughout the day. But by the end, like, he, like, would kind of just, like, look and didn't smile. But by the end of the day, like, he was just so joy-filled. And um, I just thought that was cool. But then later on, Carlos told me that he, he, he was telling his wife that night they had never seen him smile they had wow. never seen him with that much joy before, and that just, like, really ministered to me. But the the day at the zoo, like, I was like a little kid on Christmas morning. <laughs> like, it was intense for me. <laughs> I was, like, living my best life. But I, like, <laughs> I really This was. is true. It's, they're not even exaggerating. Dragging the But kids. the thing was, like, for me, I mean, number I did love seeing the animals, but also just seeing the kids and the joy. Like, for some of them, that was their first time outside of the dumps. And so, like, that, like, what I was watching unfold all day was, like, them seeing, dream, like, dreams igniting and seeing, like, there is life outside of what I live right now. Mm-hmm. And that just was, like, cool. such a huge day for me because, like, those kids were seeing, like, I don't have to stay in the dump. Like, there's, there's joy to be found. There is life outside of the dump. And, oh, my gosh, I have, like, goosebumps. But that was just, like, a huge day for me. It was fun and it was joy-filled, but it was just, like, so much more than just a day at the zoo. It was, like... A, like it was a marker for their lives, I really believe. That's right. So in my group, I had like Justice and Abby, I think, and we had these two really nice ladies um, who I think were like teachers at the um, dumps. They came with us, and they were having like as much fun as the kids were, wow. and it was so cool to see because like not only the kids were so joyful, but they were just happy to be there too. It was really cool. It's so true, yeah. I just want to quickly bounce off of what Katie said, um, and I shared this with the girls when we debriefed in the evening, but I had a different perspective. I didn't have children that I was in charge of. I was photographing everybody all day, and just getting to, like, look in and peek into little moments that each of you were having with the kids, it, I, I shared this with the girls, and I'll try to say it as eloquently as I did then. Um, <laughs> it just taking them out of that situation and giving them safety in a place that they could actually dream and they could actually come alive and be kids. Like, you gave them something that they had never experienced before, so it was just so powerful to see each and every kid get excited about the snakes or the spiders or the elephant or, like, the fish or even just, like, I don't know, like, little things, like the tunnel that goes underneath the groundhogs. And I don't know. It was just, it was really That was cool. Stu, last one. I had uh, Luis and Brandon, and we started out, and I had each one by the hand. Brandon. And we had them by the hand, and we're walking around, and they we saw all the stuff, and we would go through the reptile house about 25 times because they kept they would read the sign, they, and they would they would get excited when they could find the spider, the snake, and I walk outside, and I would stand there like. And they'd come up and grab my hand. And then we'd take off to the next place. And it happened a couple times. We saw a lady and some kids who weren't with our group. And she spoke English. And she said, you obviously don't look like you speak Spanish. I'm like, Captain Obvious, yes. (laughs) And she goes, well, I've been watching you. How do you get them to hold your hand? I said, it's a daddy thing. (laughs) It's a daddy thing. And they they just held my hand all day. And we got back to the bus. And we got off the bus and we said goodbye. And I had to get off the bus and stretch my legs because I was just cramping horribly. 
and I heard this clapping, and they came flying around the bus and both gave me this huge hug just to thank me for the day they had because they got to spend really an amazing time. And just to echo what everyone else says, something where they were safe, where they were outside of their environment, where they could let loose and be free to enjoy life for maybe one of the few times they ever have without having to worry about what's coming around the next corner that's going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So <coughs> here we are. Um, before, when Ben and I were planning this, we thought, let's give them the very best day of their entire lives. And uh, the first thing, Carlos, the guy who runs the ministry, we had dinner that night, and he comes, he says, that was the best day they've ever had in their entire life. So, Airborne, you guys did that. God did not do it. You guys did it when you opened your hearts and you gave yourselves away like that. You didn't act like workers. You guys were all ministers, and I'm just so proud of you, the way you guys loved. Yeah. That was Carlos came to me with tears in his eyes at the zoo that day. was like, this is the first time I've ever been able to take the. He's been six years working with these kids in the dump areas and communities. Like, I've never been able to take the kids anywhere. This is the very first time that I've done anything like this because the resources, the people. He's got like four ladies that help him do this. And to take 100 kids to the zoo with five people would be very hard. And so even to send a $100,000 check to him would not have provided the day and the experience that they got with God-loving, spirit-filled young people that loved them all day long. Like, they could have assigned them to some worker, you know, and paid somebody to do it. But what we brought in the presence of God and the love of God and the care right. was like, he was just like, this is unbelievable what you guys are doing. Like, he, he's a softy now, you know, former drug addict, alcoholic that really loves Jesus. And he was so touched by it. So, anyway, that's a recap of Zoo Day. It was 4th of July, so we went out for dinner that night. We dressed up a little fancy and had some, uh, it was, yeah, no fireworks, unfortunately. They just, you know, but we did have, we did have dinner, and that was fun. Um, Thursday, we got to blaze through a few things. Thursday, we went on a zip line. It was kind of a rest day. We went on a zip line that literally would be like here to Bass Pro Shop, without question. Um, <laughs> that's not it. That's not the big one. I don't know if we have any shots of the big one, but um, oh yeah. So yeah, do big gloves. Oh yeah, Coleman. Anyway, do we get to the big one at some point? I don't know. Somewhere. That is the end of the big one. It starts on the other side of the valley. They actually have the orange balls hanging on it so airplanes don't hit the cables when they fly through, like way up there. Anyway, so that was a sweet day. We went to Antigua, which is a real historic, authentic Guatemalan city right there with buildings built in the 1500s, 1600s. Um, pretty cool stuff. Oh, yeah, Leona. So That wasn't for me? Anyway. And we got some sweet tacos that night in a real cool, authentic place. So, anyway, not everybody liked them, but that's their problem. So, anyway, I can't believe it. They were good. Anyway, so that was Thursday. That was kind of a breather because we went hard Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <sighs> Friday, Saturday. We went to, um, to minister in the shelters of the volcano that erupted. If you heard it on the news about a month ago, beginning of June. A volcano erupted and wiped out about 10,000 people's homes, and I think they know of at least 150 people that have died. They have not found all the bodies yet, 
so they're still missing people that they're digging out of the ashes, but hundreds and hundreds of people are living in these schools, like gymnasiums and classrooms on cots, and they're being fed in. So we went and spent um, Friday and Saturday ministering to those people. We went to a village that's right outside the, like the zone one of like the, the volcano and gave out food, and the people were just so like appreciative. Kayla, yeah, go. So um, that day, there was a storm, and we had to leave real quickly. And so like, I ran into the van, and then we drove off. And I went to go somewhere to pray for two pastors, mm-hmm. which was yeah. really not fun. But, um, after that, like, we didn't eat our lunch yet, and there was all these people. We saw people. We drove past people giving out lunch, and I thought, hey, it'd be funny. It'd be cool if we just give out our lunches. And then, hey, yeah, I said that. <laughs> and um, so and then later, like, just everyone in the van. This was like eight people just started handing out everyone's lunches to yeah. people. And then I felt so bad because I saw like hundreds of people running down to get like a sandwich or a fruit yeah. or a piece of cookie or yeah. just something like that. Yeah. So we, we packed our lunch and we ended up giving it away and not getting one, which was awesome. It's, it's like four hours in their shoes. So. Yeah, seriously. So these are people that invested their entire life savings five years ago as a community to plant a coffee plantation and it takes about five years to get your first full crop of coffee beans where you actually could make profit and provide for your family and this was the fifth year they were ready getting ready for their first great harvest and the volcano wiped out their entire thing after five years of work so this community is devastated and in very very difficult situation and they're just a mile from like the the crazy zone there and their their farms all got wiped out so they're desperate they're in real places so we had Really cool opportunity. We went back there the next day. We packed extra food the next day and said, everybody make extra sandwiches. We're going back. We're going to give more people food. And we went and bought a bunch of plantains and stuff, and it was really cool. Um, but And we ministered in a, a couple of the shelters, and that was definitely eye-opening to see people that have for an entire month now lived, you know, and most of them have lost somebody or have some family member that's still not been found a month later and everything they own is buried under lava, rock, and ash, and it's pretty crazy. So, And that volcano is re-erupting in the next couple of days. We found out on the way home last night that it has, they had a 6.5 earthquake yesterday after we had left there, and the volcano is starting to spew ash again, and they're saying it's bound to explode yet again in the next. So we're just praying for that entire community right now we did on the bus on the way home last night going like god protect everyone and so we just it was amazing to have our opportunity to go and share and sow the love of god we we wrote jesus loves you on every sandwich bag as we handed them out and we took time to pray for people as we were giving them sandwiches and um that was pretty awesome so we did that friday and saturday mm-hmm. sunday oh yeah no, josh no. was sick yeah or do you have something else saturday no no, no. sunday we went to and ran the youth service for a church um, yeah, called El Shaddai. They had probably about 80 or 90 teenagers in the room, plus our 50, which was a pretty crazy crowd. Cameron and Abby, Hannah, Isaiah, Isaiah, Andrew, both Isaiahs. I didn't just repeat myself. Okay. Andrew, Whitney, was that everybody on the worship team? Um, led worship, and they crushed it. It was so amazing. The presence of God came, and we just did some testimonies. I preached. And they had a whole slide with my name, Ben. But the whole time, I'm like, I didn't even know until afterwards when I saw the picture. I was like, oh, my gosh. The Ben. 
You guys, the bed. Anyway, but I tell you what, Autumn shared her testimony. Where's Autumn? She's in the room. Oh, my gosh. She unloaded like such a perfect delivery of God's goodness in her life and how he's moved and worked. And it like the whole atmosphere just went and like we just we did like a simple invitation and girls are like already weeping, walking forward for prayer. And then we just invited and we stayed for over an hour praying for the students and leaders of their youth ministry. And they were so like it was awesome. What a great connect to do that. And so, oh, yeah. And we Saturday night we entered a we were invited to a soccer tournament, and so we took seven or nine of us that went for the evening uh, while everybody else went to a shopping center, and we went and played a real competitive uh, tournament of soccer teams. Yeah. Six teams. We took second place. So, oh, you got a Sunday testimony? Heck to, oh, yes, you do. I was, like, thinking I got to make sure Ethan gets this one, uh, one in on Sunday. So, anyway, we played a lot of soccer. Praise God. Anyway, okay. it was really good. So this thing needs, like, something prior to it. So flashback to a month and a half ago. It's 3 a.m. In the furnace, I went just high praying. And I go, God, I pray. God showed me this man in Guatemala with a white T-shirt, a white pocket square. And I said, God, I pray for Javier. And I prayed this prophetic prayer over him. Just how I just laughed it off. <laughs> and <laughs> we're there on Sunday, and I'm praying for people. I'm praying for people. I haven't met a Javier in a white T-shirt with a pocket square. Yvette's praying for this man. He's hunched over. I can't see his face. I go, what's his name? He goes, Javier. He stands up, white pocket square, white shirt. And I'm like, Josiah. <laughs> but no, I, I'm like shaking by that point because I'm like, God showed me this. I don't remember what I prayed over him. In the furnace, I pray over him over that moment. Yvette goes, dude, like four people just prayed the exact same thing over his life. And that guy is, he's gone. <laughs> And it was just a really, really cool moment to, he was such a, le- was he the pastor? He's the youth, yeah, he was he's the, the youth director that, like, he and his wife run all the youth ministry there, which you didn't even know that. But yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But That's crazy. Yeah, just God's awesome. So. Awesome. Word. So, do you have something from the morning, too? Chris, all right. J- yeah. J- J- not Chris, uh, Jalen. Um, so, when we got caught up to the front, you know, to pray for everyone, and people started coming. There was this one mm-hmm. girl, and her name was Vanya, and she came to the front, and just immediately, like, I just saw God working in her, and I was like, I'm going to pray for her. Like, God, keep her there. Don't let anyone go to her, because I just have a word for her. And then I went, and I started praying for her, and she just immediately started crying in my shoulder. Then Katie came up, and then, um, you know, we went our ways, and then um, – after I actually ended up praying for the director, just like Ethan did, and Yafet told me that that was just confirmation of what like three people did before him, which amazed me because I just felt this strong unction just to go and pray for him. And then I prayed for Vanya. After I prayed for Vanya, I went and introduced myself, you know, to find out her name and everything. And she told me that prayer changed my life. You didn't know how bad that I needed to hear those words that it's not my fault, that it's okay for me to forgive, and that just like blew my mind just to know that. It impacted her in such a way to leave her life changed and marked. So. Yeah, so Sunday was that. Trenton, you have another Sunday morning? Yes, at the, at the church, we're all still trying to keep track. 2 a.m., remember. Yeah, so um, I met this kid. Um, his name was Cecil, and um, he, like, he came up to me, and uh, I, like, asked him the questions so I could pray for him. And, um, 
he told me he had uh, family issues, and uh, I told him that I also had family issues. So um, I like it hit home for me. So whenever I started praying for him, he like just kind of got down on his knees, started crying, and just praying in tongues, and like it was so like heartwarming to see like somebody from another whole country just experiencing something so like life changing that I got to lay hands on him and like heal him in the name of Jesus, and it was something that I will never forget. And um, that kid is amazing to this day. And I will never stop praying for him. It's awesome. So good. Got a line. This is good. This is so good. on Sunday, me and Nick um, went around praying for people. And uh, we went up to this one girl. And we were like, can we pray for you? And she's like, actually, should I pray for you? But like she couldn't like say it proper. And her like nose got bigger for a while. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then she was like praying for us. And she's like, that she's saying how like everyone was so touched that like, like people like their age were praying and like just like. They usually really touch that everyone came here and they said that no one really does that and they were really happy that we came and everyone was so blessed. And so she wanted to pray for us because she was really happy that we came and she felt like everyone there really loved her. And so yeah. she prayed for us and then we prayed for her later. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was constant this like we give, we receive, we give, we receive. It was like, it was such a beautiful part of the come closer, that'll. Um, so there was this one girl, well, we, we were standing in the line up front um, right before we all prayed for each other, or the, the youth, and there was this one girl that stood out to me, and I wanted to pray for her. Um, I learned that she didn't even speak Spanish, or English. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't speak English. Whoa. And, um, and so I just, I just started praying, and mm -hmm. um, she just she like I could feel her body just like weaken and she just started bawling and she like she just fell to the floor and I like I crawled down there with her and you know we were just you know I was I was just so touched that like the Holy Spirit moved and um, and then she was like she was trying to tell me something and she pointed to Autumn because Autumn's testimony had totally touched her and you know she was just like grabbing onto my arm and like it was just so powerful like like watching that and yeah, yeah. After saying my testimony, I had like three girls come up to me crying, and then the one took a picture with me because she wanted to remember the moment for like the rest of her life because like I changed her life. Come on. It was it was ridiculous. So good. Um. So after like the service and everything, and we were all praying for everyone. Caleb comes up to me saying, "Hey, Carissa wants to wants to pray for this one kid because he um he's." Uh, what was it? He had uh, bad dreams. He he had nightmares like for the past couple days, and he had trouble sleeping. Yeah, and uh, so <laughs> we were praying for him, and then he he seemed scared at first, like he didn't really want us to pray for him. And after we prayed for him, he's like, "Thank you." And then he just like all the fear that he had in his life, ju I just like felt it like leave. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, cool. Um, so, yeah, as you might catch, this was powerful time. There's probably 35 more of these testimonies that were so cool. Um, we took a little time to rest that afternoon because we were all pretty wasted from all of the crazy travel and three-hour bus rides and 90-degree temps in the valleys. But um, So, Sunday night, then we reconvened with a, with a youth group from the first church that we had uh, gone to. 
and there was like 40, 45 of them and all of us, and we all, like, they had this, they had a gorgeous, like, soccer field complex at their church, so we did, like, round-robin soccer games, basketball games, played volleyball, we fed pizza to everybody, a little bit of a rap, rap battle when it went down uh, between Josiah and one of their guys, it was really great, and um, it was like a really fun relational connect. I heard all kinds of people were like actually writing down Snapchat names because they didn't have their phones with them the whole trip. So, and you guys have all connected already, right? I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. So, but we made some fast friends with them. Most of those students were bilingual, so they were able to like sit and talk with us, which was really refreshing after a whole week of Caritza, Yadira, Caleb, and anyone who could speak Spanish were like high demand all week long. So, um, Anyway, but that was kind of our Sunday night. Monday, we went and we actually got to hike a volcano, like a, not the one that just erupted, but, um, nice. oh yeah, we rode horses up a volcano. Is that a pony? What? I know some of them were very little. They were Hispanic horses. Edgar. He's dragging his feet. <laughs> So this was after we got off the horses. What you see there is all volcanic rock deposits from like four years ago was the last eruption. We got to roast marshmallows under like over the vent shafts of the heat coming out of the ground. Like pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, there's the dudes. But we actually got to see freeze right there, Lynn. If you look, uh, you don't see it real well. You can see little steam spurts coming out right along here. Oh, right there. Like, we kept seeing lava, like red lava go bloop, and it would, like, bloop, 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 down the mountain like crazy. Like, it was wild. But that red spot is actually a spot of red lava. You probably can't see it from down there. But anyway, it's real, and it's an active volcano that's not exploding. There's a difference. It's got constant lava flow coming out of it, but it's not explosively dangerous. And then, yes, we got injured. That's Tyler's back, I think. Yeah, that might be Trenton or Hunter. You both got pretty tagged. That was Hunter, yeah. Anyway, so we ran down the back of the volcano as fast as we could in, like, one-foot-deep sand and gravel. That was pretty insane. Um, It was, like, for some people, they were like, this was the best time of the whole trip. I'm like, you just got your shoes full of dirt. Like, but it was so fun. And how many people fell more than 18 times on the way down? Yeah, there was a few people that were comical. Anyway, Yafet, oh my gosh. We just drug him down by his fingers by the end. We're like, well, just stop trying. No. Um, so we went and did the volcano thing as the last day. Um, and then we went and did some souvenir shopping before we headed home yesterday. Yesterday, that's when we left at like 3 a.m. It was really crazy. Um did we miss any major testimonies that anybody has to share? We got to wrap up because it's almost nine o'clock already. But what? Oh, that's a testimony right there. Say happy birthday, Haley. Happy birthday. All right, Micah's got one more, and then we're gonna Micah's gonna pray and close us off tonight. So thanks for listening, guys. We know this isn't an average airborne night, but we really want to get all this stuff out there and encourage you and hope you loved being with us in prayer and all that parts. So yeah. go Micah. Yeah. So, uh, Thursday when we were in Tigua, um, actually I'm going to backtrack real quick. Um, when we were in the furnace on one of the missions trip, 
training days, I was praying. I got a word for a man named Benjamin, and I wrote it down. Um, and when we were in Antigua, one of the vendors came up, and we just started having a conversation. He was asking me how I was. I asked him how he was. And then he goes, what's your name? I go, Mike. I go, what's your name? He goes, Benjamin. And instantly I remember the word I wrote down, and so I just said, hey, can I pray for you? And he goes, yes, please. So I gave him the word. I remembered it, and I was praying for him. And afterwards I go, I didn't even say anything. After I just said amen, and he goes, wow, I feel really good right now. And I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, I feel great. And I go, that's God. Isn't it great? And he goes, I love this. So that was just an amazing opportunity. Just We were just standing there waiting to go eat, and this guy comes up, and I got to pray for him. So, yeah. so that's the stuff right there. Yeah. Come on. Wow. So, yeah. and I do like to recap right back to where we started. I want to encourage you like this is not mission trip stuff. This is everyday stuff. Can you love on people? Can you, can you be praying and like hear from God, like hear a name, hear something for their life and then meet that person that same day in your high school, at your job, on the street, wherever you might be? absolutely and see their life transformed we were able to do it and we couldn't even speak their language if you think about the ability you have if god if you tune into what god wants to do with you every single day this is like normal life this is not special 10 days in the summer thing that you do so love you guys come on pray for us micah yeah, thank you, Jesus, for everything that you did on the mission trip, God. Thank you that you continue to work, even though we're not even there, God. You're continuing to work. And the kids' lives are there, and the everyone that we touched, God, while we were there, Father, thank you for everything you're continuing to do. God, I just continue to pray safety and peace for the volcano people, God, for what's going on there, God. I just continue to pray safety, Father. And, God, I pray for um, healing for anyone who's not feeling great, God, for coming back, Father. I just ask that you continue to do great work in our lives, God, in their lives. Thank you, Jesus. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.